Hello, it is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. Big show today, Ty. Huge show. Great show. Great conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, he just threw his 400th touchdown in the quickest time in the history of the NFL with the least amount of interceptions. Good conversation with him about everything. Also, Antoine Bethay, Adam Thielen, the boys, and uh, some breaking news. Yeah, some big breaking news. I don't have a broken freaking neck. No, you don't. Great news. I was, uh, I mean... People saw yesterday. I was very worried. Uh, I, I tell you what, it's a weight off my shoulders knowing that you don't have that T1, T2, possibly L4, L5 as well. Now, I'm not saying there isn't something wrong. I do have to go on for further evaluation or whatever because sure, sure. my entire body's still sore, which is going to happen, by the way, I think, whenever you battle in war. Games. Big shout out to Oni Lorkin, by the way, for saving my life on yeah. Sunday night. Yeah. Thank you, Oni. Thank you, Oni. Thank you. Also, Pete Dunn, Danny Birch, appreciate you, boys. Yeah, thank you as well. Uh, and big thanks to Aaron Rodgers. Let's get to this conversation, huh? Sounds good. Let's do it. We're living in a brand new NFL world this gorgeous Tuesday. Yesterday, at 5 o'clock late afternoon, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Washington football team battled in front of the world's greatest NFL commentators on a couple channels across the country. There was people illegally streaming it all over the place. There was people trying to find this game because this game was the game of the 2020 NFL season where the last undefeated giant got slayed by a team that nobody thought was going to do the slaying. Yes, the Washington football team now has a three-game win streak. Also, in the NFC least, the New York football giants are on a four-game win streak. Is the NFC East getting hot at the right time? Are the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had a hell of a start? Ben Roethlisberger becomes the second quarterback in NFL history to have an 11-0 start for two times in his career alongside Peyton Manning, in which I was a part of the second one. We didn't lose until we chose to lose in Week 15. The Steelers didn't do that. They were trying to win. They're in the middle of... Of quite a ride. Their next game is against the Buffalo Bills this upcoming Sunday. Will the Steelers be able to bounce back and get on the right side, or is everything going to go to shit in Pittsburgh? Ooh, Ooh. a couple questionable nice. decisions, a couple wild calls. We'll talk about all that today. And in the second game, the Buffalo Bills, the team that we just referenced playing the Steelers this upcoming Sunday, traveled to Arizona to play the San Francisco 49ers because their home in Santa Clara County kicked them out of California. Last night, Josh Allen put on an absolute clinic, balling all over the place. He won 32 of 40 passing, had 375 yards and four touchdowns. And if you listen to us talk to him just a couple days ago, you would know that that was coming. Shout out to this show. Shout out to these boys, our listeners, our followers for tweeting the people that come on this show and telling them, hey, we want to see you do well because that type of mental support, I think, boosts people to do things that they maybe haven't done in a little bit. And Josh Allen is playing football beautifully, especially last night. Will the Buffalo Bills go on a run now? The AFC East is wide open with no more Tommy Foxborough in it. Are the Patriots getting hot at the right time? Are the Dolphins getting hot at the right time? There's a lot to talk about in this football world, and we'll do so today with a man named Antoine Buffet. Here in about 20 minutes, former teammate of mine, Pro Bowler. Uh, we kicked him off the team. He went on to make nice. Pro Bowls after leaving oh, oh, for a long time. Geez. Yeah, I basically told him to get the hell out, paid somebody else. I mean, the other person was a very nice guy uh, and all that stuff, but uh, probably should have kept AB around. Mm-hmm. OG in the locker room, host of the Man to Man podcast. Cannot wait to chat with him. He's uh, incredibly intelligent. 
Uh, I think whatever people listen to him talk, they're going to be like, wish I knew uh, about this guy a long time ago. Cannot wait to chat to AB. Also, we'll talk to Adam Thielen. Uh, we'll talk to him about his potential Ooh. nickname of the White Claw, <laughs> uh, which Mina Kimes offered up a few weeks ago, and I believe the internet has caught on to because that handsome some bitch right there makes incredible catches all the time. He was out because of COVID. He came back. He has 12 touchdowns on the season. Wow. 12 touchdowns for this guy that had to pay to go to a regional combine to even get in to the NFL. He's in his home state of Minnesota playing for the Minnesota Vikings who currently are in the wild card spot in the NFC. Is that a team that's wow. getting hot oh. at the right time? I mean, there's a lot to chat about. And in the third hour, obviously, a man who is very much entrenched in the MVP race alongside Patrick Mahomes, although Josh Allen potentially did climb himself mm-hmm. back into the oh, conversation yeah. last night. Uh, he's a distant third whenever it comes to all the favors in Josh Allen, but this man has been in the conversation since day one, uh, playing his best football that I think the world has ever seen. Aaron Rodgers will be joining yeah! We'll chat with Aaron about his weekend that was. I mean, he threw one of the nicest passes I've ever Mm -hmm. seen. I had to go back and watch the game because I didn't get to watch all the games on Sunday because I was in preparation for war. Games. (laughs) War. Games. I was in preparation for that. So I only got to see the highlights of most of the games. Saw like there's like a 25-minute cut-down version on the internet you can find of every game. Basically, just shows you that. For the Green Bay Packers, because we have Aaron on and because I am a legitimate journalist at this point. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Legitimate news site for people all around the country. I want to go back and watch that pass in between double coverage there with Devontae mm-hmm. Adams down the middle of the field might be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Was there ever a moment in Aaron's mind while he was throwing that where it was like, oh, maybe? <laughs> and then as it fits through perfectly, it's uh, I would assume that the Bob Ross of quarterbacking, a man that makes it all look so effortless, a man who can adapt and make every single play, I would assume he knew that he put mm-hmm. enough juice on it. He probably oh, yeah. saw the guy coming and was like, oh, I probably need to put a little bit juice on this mm-hmm. thing. Threads the needle like he always does, and they had a massive game. Game, the Green Bay Packers potentially getting hot at the right yes. time. Anyway, there's a lot to talk about. And uh, by the way, the neck brace is still ah, on. Oh, it. come on. You know what I mean? Neck bitch. brace is still on. It can't really move much. Don't need it! Results have come back. Results have come Hell back. Yeah. Neck's definitely sore. Back's definitely sore. <laughs> uh, Hips definitely sore. Shins are fucking sore. You can see these. I got scrapes down oh, the shins. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. God. Jeez. I got bruises and scrapes How down the walking? shins. That's war games, baby. Everything hurts, but that is war games. <laughs> but I don't have anything broke in my neck. Uh, thank That's God. That's good. Big thank win. God. That good is good news. There was a little bit of a moment of a poop. You know what I mean? Whenever uh, there was a thought that I had a broken freaking neck. T1, uh, T2 will do that too. But yeah. Got test results back in T1, mm-hmm. T2, T3, and any other T's were all good. Well, and you <laughs> nice. did mention lower back. I'm glad we weren't looking at an L4, L5 either. Yeah. That right hip, I thought today there was a chance I was going to wake up and be very surprised about my new life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because yesterday, I think obviously everything hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yesterday, I was stiff as a board too. This whole move here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You see, like, some people who have back problems who are like near 60, 70, kind of walk like that 50. Mm hmm. Yesterday, I was like that the entire time, you know? And I was like, you know, after the first match, back hurt like that, neck hurt like that. But after a few days, it kind of wore off, you know? So this time, I was like, oh, same thing's probably going to happen. Then when I laid down last night, and it was all just kind of like, I could barely get comfortable. I was like, what if this is just my new me? Like, what if Uh-oh. What if this is just my new life? Yeah, you know, what I mean? like, what if this, what if my decisions on Sunday night, 
Like this is my whole new life. And I heard that and then I woke up this morning. Didn't wake up in the middle of the night, by the way, which Ooh. this is the first time Pretty for nice. a long, long time. I woke up this morning and I was I, before I even moved, I like did like a full body check. I'm like, okay, I'm sore for sure, but it feels like I'm better than I was yesterday. Good news. Okay, that's good news. We're getting better. The body's getting better. And then right before the moment of truth was when I had to roll up and get up, and I'm like, wonder how this hip's gonna do. And I rolled over, stood up. I think I could do a bodyweight squat right now. Hit a bodyweight squat, almost almost fell mm. down. Oh, okay. oh, sure. So can't do the bodyweight yeah, squat. Don't push it Got yeah. a little bit aggressive. But of course, I stand up. I feel pretty good. I'm like, huh, let's see see if I can fuck it up a little bit. Let's see. <laughs> Moments after wake up, let's just hit some body sweat. And then as soon as I got about right here, yeah, this is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Can't get down anymore. Probably won't be able to get up. If I go below this, probably toppling over like one of those... Uh, Weeble wobble things. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Outside like, yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. the yeah, car dealership. Yeah, yeah. That, yep. Well, no, that's, that's... That's the wacky inflatable and waving flaying, flaying arm, arm man. man. Not yeah. that. I'm talking about the things that, that just yeah. kind of weebble mm-hmm. back and oh, forth. Okay. That's what it feels like. It looks like. like one of those Russian dolls that you stack together. But yeah. Not, yeah. Bingo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bingo. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. um, so thank you for all the positive <laughs> thoughts yesterday about my neck, my back, my neck. My back, back. Yep. my yeah. hips, and, and my, my shins. Yeah. So it was the right. entire thing. Yeah. And I just want to let you know, they are all still very, very sore. But uh, Doc told me, neck brace, you, you're okay, pal. Yeah. Thank, God. Which is good. Thank, God. thank you. Goodness. Thank you to that doctor, that test yeah. results. Mm-hmm. No thank you to Undisputed Error for right. being scumbags. Yeah. Scumbags. Thank, thank you to Oni Lorcan for saving my life on Sunday. Thank, thank you, Oni <laughs> Pete Dunn and Danny Birch, we appreciate you guys. Yeah. We'll get them next time. Yep. Um, at Tone Dig, speaking of get them next time, do you think this was a one-game thing, or do you think the Steelers are potentially dead? You had to watch the Steelers mm-hmm. on an illegal stream yesterday because the yeah, Indianapolis area was one of the only areas in the Midwest that did not get the game yep. because they needed to show their local news here, mm-hmm. which, you know, was riveting. Yeah. Was, there was a triple stabbing across the street yeah. from all of our, one of our friends, all mm-hmm. of our friends. Cat stuck in a tree. <laughs> that was the lead off. A cat was stuck in a tree. It was crazy. And that's some bitch, listen, need to get that thing down, okay? It's about to get pretty chilly. So when that True. firefighter yeah, came seriously. in, by the way, big thanks to the firefighter. Thank you. Thank you, firefighter. There was a couple of arrests, and by the way, COVID's still happening. So that local news yeah. was needed. Had okay, yeah. had to be on because without it, you don't get Steelers. Or you know, without it, who knows how people would get by? But you had to illegally stream the game. Uh, you watched the game. Steelers lose. Mm-hmm. Are you at the point as a fan where you're like, okay, I'm tired of having to deal with like, are they going to continue to be undefeated? Or are you at the point where it's like Washington football team, although they have won three games in a row at this point, and they're in the conversation for hosting a playoff game, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And Alex Smith, he, you know, yesterday almost had a couple legs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had, had a couple oh, leg conversations. That thing was just profusely bleeding from his uh-huh. shin. They wrapped it with some pre-wrap or whatever. We'll keep it moving. It's just, <laughs> a, it's just a cleat. Don't worry about that. Um, are you worried at all, or do you feel like this is a good thing? Uh, because that thing was bleeding heavily. Oh yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, that was a lot of blood. That wasn't yeah. like old buddy that had that little bit of blood. Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. No, that thing no. was just yeah. and and. It, the natural looking at the picture now obviously it's obvious it's not the leg that they had to completely mm-hmm. redo yeah but your immediate thought is like oh one of the stitches busted like one of the scene and they're like the hamstring and then they finally say yeah the hamstring that's a shin they're like no it's his other leg it's like well yeah, damn that sucks for him he's got both legs now but are you thinking to yourself this is good news bad news where's your where's your headspace at right now well, Tone Diggs, as a diehard pittsburgh Steelers. pat can i call you pat 
Yeah, dude. I appreciate you doing you that. Are. By the way, asking. I mean, first, <laughs> thank you for calling me Pat. Probably thirty-three years of my existence now at this point. Uh, but first and foremost, I do want to thank you because it's an honor being on the show. Oh, okay. Thank hey, you. Nice. You're welcome. Thank you. Nice, Tony. Oh, it's an honor. No, no. Thank you for being. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And one of the honors of being on the show is being a part of Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not overreaction Tuesday. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. That's right. And mm. to, to quote the great Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. Oh, Relax. Spell it. Yeah. And that's what I was able to do last night. Felt like a million pounds was taken off of my shoulders. Good for you, man. That's I, a lot of pounds, by the way. Diggs has been doing leg day. Diggs has been doing leg day. I haven't slept that good since probably around week eight. Really? Yeah. Like an incredible weight was lifted off. And last time I checked. Lombardis aren't one in week 13, my No, friend. they are not. Not at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Not at 5 mm-hmm. o'clock in the no, afternoon. No way. And last time I checked, all three Super Bowls that the Steelers have been to in my lifetime, everyone undefeated one time. Not uh, once, not by the way. Nobody's ever won. Nobody other than those huh. Dolphins that have Brian Greasy's dad playing quarterback, which <laughs> makes a lot more sense for a lot of decisions that are made, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We all learned that yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you're you, right. Bob. There's only been one, 101 years that league's been around. Not one time. And I think, I think the well, Steelers will have a similar reaction that I did. <laughs> I think it's going to be a loose week. I think Mike Tomlin might pull Herman Boone, and instead of practicing tomorrow, Ooh. like remember the Titans, he's going to take the Steelers, and they're going to run down to the closest steel mill. They're going to go in that steel mill. They're going to watch those men work. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to show those boys what this city, what Pittsburgh was built on, the blood, sweat, and tears that built this city. Yeah. This is how it was done. Hey, the adversity that these people were going through back then. Is the same adversity Correct. that we're going through. Yeah, exactly. if he I, does, think that, I think that's going to loosen up the boys. I think maybe they change their, their entrance into the game the next time. I'm not sure. But one thing I am sure is Ben Rossberger, he doesn't care about undefeated season. No, I, no, he doesn't. No, Both of those, by the way. TJ Watt doesn't care about an undefeated season. No way! What I am sure about is both those guys and the whole rest of the team cares about getting another Lombardi that they walk by every single day. They walk by six of them every single oh, day. Six. We want more, want, want more of those. Yeah. And I know this team, mm-hmm. this team will not go down without a fight. Yeah, you're damn mm-hmm. right. Yeah. They will not go quietly into the night. No! no! See you in the playoffs. This roller coaster sucks. It's getting out of so, Hey, congratulations. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Man, that was quite a ride. Honestly, you took us on a trip there. Thank you. I feel like I was still in the steel mill. Yeah, by the way, I was walking in the steel mill <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit there. Then I was walking down the hallway looking at the six Lombardis, yeah, yeah. thinking of TJ Watt walking by there and going, I want one of those for me. Exactly. Going into the, you know, the whole thing I was there and then. See you in the playoffs. See you in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, probably going to need to run the ball a little bit better. Potentially, yeah. Amen. Yeah, potentially. Maybe a little better in the red zone. But, hey, week 13. And maybe on short yardage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like that's a bit problematic. Uh, yeah. We'll figure it out. Maybe catch the ball. Bro, what were they? I agree. They have the most drops, I guess, in the NFL since week something. And number two team is the Colts. So, yeah, most drop passes since week 12. Since week 12? Oh, that's last week. They were trying to see how many drop passes there was this week. <laughs> was two weeks. Kind, of, kind of cleverly. <laughs> yeah. kind of, the most drop passes this past weekend. <laughs> with a game still to be played, by the way. Steelers had 13 drops yesterday? Uh, I believe they had eight last week and five yesterday. Oh. I think. Uh, so, so they're really just so the stat there. Yeah. Pro football folks, we like pro football. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, and that, 
and that's a fact. Hey, you know, they, those are the numbers. No, it is you know? a fact. Hey, they're just reporting. Can't argue numbers, but yeah, there was a lot of drop balls. Washington had some drop balls too. Yesterday. Yeah, they did. it felt like that at the beginning. There, there was these two series where it was like three drop balls, three drop balls, mm-hmm. three drop balls, and they just kind of bounced back and forth. There were some interesting decisions made. I think if you're going to have that kid come be the kicker for the Steelers, mm-hmm. like you got to expect him at least be able to make a 45 yard field goal. Now, granted, I didn't know he was working as like an engineer or something somewhere. Yeah, yeah. aerospace yeah. engineer. Yeah, so the guy's literally a rocket scientist mm-hmm. out there kicking balls, which could be problematic. Maybe overthink it, but uh, the, the you, you're not putting him on an NFL roster if you don't think he can hit a 45 yard field goal. Now, there was a lot of conversation about like you know the decision to be made here with the new kicker, a 45 yarder, and Tomlin didn't go for it. So they were like, yeah, that's probably what Tomlin's thinking or whatever. And I, Tomlin obviously knows that kicker a lot better than we mm. do. But if you're going to be in the NFL, your team should at least think that you can make a 45 yard fucking field goal. So that was that was an interesting thing to me. Um, that's problematic going forward. If yeah, well, who knows how long Boz is yeah. out, right? Boz just got mentioned that he was probably going to be out yesterday, right? Mm. That kind of came yeah, as of no late. Idea. So I wonder if that happened in practice or whatever. But you need to kick. They. They tried to pass that ball maybe 70 times. And they tried play action a couple of times too, which was hilarious to me. I, I was like, hey, hey, boys, ain't nobody falling for no, that play action. No. <laughs> All right? like, well, there was like, a couple of times where Ben like stuck the ball out and he wasn't even looking at the running back, by the way. He was looking at like the route other way, like over here. And I was like, oh, you're trying to do, I guess, play action. That's going to help. I mean, Vilma's been saying it for a long time. He true. called a Steelers game a few weeks ago and he said, you guys are going to have to start running the rock. You know oh. what I mean? And there's a lot of people that have been talking about the inadequacies of the run game. But you guys get James Conner back. He was on the COVID list there yep. for a little bit. That's huge. And by the way, Survived COVID. Yeah. Congratulations. Go, James. By legit, after beating cancer or whatever, I would assume that there was a potential conversation about this thing. So I don't know if he officially had it or had uh, whatever it was, but shout out to James Conner. Uh, that'll help you out. But it seems like a lot of decisions being made are just so they can throw the ball. Everybody Ben's plays. gone mad with power. He's drunk with power. <laughs> he has a new addiction. He's given up all his previous addictions. His new addiction, <laughs> he just has to throw the ball. He can't hand oh, the ball no. off. He won't listen. Oh, he no. just wants to chuck it, huck it, but only five yards. He's not going to throw it deep. That's Nick Moraldo, also a diehard Steeler fan. They are coming in hot <laughs> off the top rope on Ben Roethlisberger throwing ball. Now, by the way, congrats. Well, I assume there's Washington football fans that are upset with everybody just talking about the Steelers losing instead of the Washington winning. You always hear fans go like, oh, we beat an undefeated Steelers team, and all they're talking about is the Steelers mm-hmm. the entire time. It's like, congrats, we understand it's awesome, but lose, an undefeated team losing to you guys is a much bigger story than you guys getting a win. Now mm-hmm. you guys are hot or whatever, so we got to talk about it. it. It didn't even look like there was a thought to run the ball. Now, is that because James Conner wasn't there? Uh, then the, the one time they ran with the running back, I forget which one it was, they ran like a uh, – like a, a double move on Bostic on fourth and oh, one. Oh, McFarland, yeah. Yeah, they ran out like a double move. So it felt like they were trying to get the running backs into the game a little bit, but there wasn't even a thought of running the ball. And even Peyton, who is a super pass happy guy, right? And mm-hmm. I think the interaction between him and Jeff Saturday is one that's legendary because Jeff wanted to run the ball whenever they were down in the red zone or whatever, uh, uh, short yardage. And Peyton's like, uh, why don't you just block, Jeff? Yeah, so <laughs> you know, I'll call the plays, basically, yeah, Peyton said right. you do that. Yeah. But Peyton, I think Joseph Adai, Edron James, he's in uh, going in the Hall of Fame. Joseph Adai was almost like MVP of the Super Bowl. Uh, then you got Dominic Rhodes. Like, there's no running backs though that because they we mm-hmm. he ran the ball. Yeah. So even if you're a pass happy guy in football, you have to have a little. Now, if you're winning games, right? 
winning cures all. And I, if you're if you're figuring out how to win without having a running back involved, okay, maybe you're going to change football a little bit. But everybody, you have to have at least the threat of the run because that helps your offensive line. Even though Ben right. hasn't been sacked in like 18 quarters or something, yes. like that, which is absolutely Ooh. insane, knowing that how much they throw the ball because the offensive line never comes off the ball. So basically, the D line just gets a tee off on them every single play, and that offensive line is incredibly impressive but it helps out your offensive line not that they need help because they're protecting uh it helps out the, it helps out the linebackers too so it opens up not it helps out your offense behind the linebackers because anytime the linebackers see a ball potentially going they have to crowd the line of scrimmage because they're in run stop but then as soon as you pull the ball back okay now they have to retreat which is why you see a lot of play actions hit for right behind where the linebackers are in front of the safeties because that's who you're fucking with the entire mm-hmm. time during play action now rpo is a different animal that's a defensive end but if it's a standard play action, you're fucking with the linebackers. They don't do that. Linebackers, I think they have to check because they have to respect it. But it's just like what? It's not even like a, they go. It's just like they're looking. This is probably not going to happen. We're going to sprint back. All that goes into effect. It helps your offense. It helps your offensive line. It helps your wide receivers now because they're not running into a potential massive shot. Even though Juju seems yeah. to be a very tough wide receiver. Goes just laying his ass on the line out there. But that seems like a decision they're going to have to change a little bit going forward if they like. Even though they've won 11 games, though, so you can't really bash them too much. It feels like that's probably something you could adapt a little bit. Well, I think a lot of the issues, 95% of their run game comes out of the shotgun, and Benny Snell and James Conner are not shotgun like zone read running backs. And then to make up for the run, all they're doing is short passes or three-step drop and throwing it deep. So now all those short passes, Ben's like, I think Ben's leading the league in passes that are getting batted at the line of scrimmage. And that's how the game ended yesterday. Pass was tipped to the line of scrimmage. That's like, that's going to happen. They need to figure out, they don't need to run the ball like 25, 30 times a game. There's need to be more efficient it has to be on a third threat. and fourth and short. It just has to be a threat. Yeah. And you have to be able to pick up a half a yard. You yeah. have to be able to do it. But if you're never running and then all of a sudden it's fourth and a half yard, now you got to ask this offensive line Line who hasn't really come off the line yet okay now hey we need you to mm-hmm. we need you to get in there and go it's like all right that's an interesting ask but they know a lot more about football than we do uh some breaking news happened while we were at the break the philadelphia eagles have announced that jalen hurts will be the starting quarterback this sunday against the new orleans saints Taysom hill will take on jalen hurts in a game that we cannot wait to watch morton anderson uh reported that alongside adam schefter uh carson wentz will now be backing up jalen hurts this is a wild time to be alive i think the internet was calling for this for a long time carson wentz was paid a hundred million dollar contract here just a couple years ago i do believe now a second round draft pick jalen hurts after a pretty good performance against the Green Bay Packers, I guess better than in Doug Peterson's eyes than Carson Wentz would be able to do. He will be taking on the New Orleans Saints this weekend. Wild time to be alive. What are you going to do with Carson Wentz? I think they owe him a shit ton of uh-huh. money next year. This is going to be a very interesting. What if they have a Carson Wentz package now? Mm-hmm. Oh, Where he just comes in and gets sacked. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. (laughs) But in the NFC East, it looks like it's becoming a two-horse race between the Washington football team and the New York football giants. Now the future of the Philadelphia Eagles is a massive question. Tonight, the Dallas Cowboys, also in the NFC East, will be playing against the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson and that Baltimore Ravens squad appear to be in a prime position for a bounce-back game against this Dallas Cowboys team that has been scrappy against some teams in the past, but the Baltimore Ravens get Calais Campbell back on the defensive side of the ball, who's been out for the COVID, and I believe this 
is a game they win by a lot of points. Tom Pelissero just tweeted that not only uh, Calais Campbell is back from calf, Brandon Williams from an ankle. They're both playing tonight against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this feels like the Baltimore Ravens in a runaway. How do you, how do you guys feel? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this feels like a Ravens night in a runaway, which means, by the way, that it might go the complete opposite direction. This morning, the Ravens were only favored by seven. Then it moved to seven and a half. Then less than an hour later, it moved to eight and a half. And now it's up even more. Nine. Now it's up to nine. So there's a lot of people that think the Ravens are going to run away with this thing tonight, including the sports books that have moved the uh, uh, the spread two points in one, less than four hours. That is, or five hours maybe at this point. I don't know. I should be doing the math. That's a lot of movement in line day of game in a very short amount of time. Something else is probably going to be coming out, or maybe it's because those guys are both coming back. And when I look at it, 55% of the money is actually on the Cowboys and the line's going that way. So I normally think of it that way like, Vegas wants you to even get more money on the Cowboys since they're, which makes me think that they think the Ravens are going to blow out the Cowboys. Yeah, and by the way, uh, for whatever reason, sports books have been uh, time travelers uh, since like, the <laughs> beginning of time at yeah. this point. Yeah. Well, and Des Bryant revenge game. I think you hammer him to score a touchdown. Basically a lock. Yeah, which by the way, we do know that teams potentially try to yeah. design things for players who could potentially dance on somebody's grave, mm-hmm. like the Dallas Cowboys and Des Bryant, who had a a little bit of an ugly breakup. I mean, it was oh, yeah, like contentious so. there for a little bit. He, he's moved past it. I think they mm-hmm. both have moved past it. But when it happened, it was a little bit ugly at the time. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's probably the right move. Oh, yeah. Probably the right move. I don't know what the odds are, but we should probably find that out. That seems like that's a pretty good bet. What up, Ty? I also saw that uh, Lamar Jackson, I think his over-under for pass yards was like 181, mm-hmm. wasn't it? I mean, like the Cowboys secondary stinks. Yeah, Their defense is- stinks. If he can't throw for you know 200 yards tonight, I mean, I, I guess unless they just run it down their throats. but Yeah, and I would assume that they are expecting Lamar Jackson to potentially put this game on his back and just run all over the place, which could happen, but I don't know if that Dallas Cowboys secondary has changed much since, what, like four weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever they were just getting sliced and diced by everybody. 181 seems to be a bit low. I think you have to bet that because it's an NFL game. You have to bet the over. I'm not 100%. You are. You you feel very strongly about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Okay, good for you. That's your bet of the night? Uh, I think so. And then maybe, you know, see if they even have a line for triple sticks rushing yards in case they have a package for him tonight. <laughs> did he get benched last week or did he get hurt? Hammy. Well, yeah, he... Yeah, but he had a he had the sniper on the roof, Hammy, and then he was mm-hmm. out there two plays later, or right. the next play he was out there. I was like, grinding ah. through. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's because RG triple sticks is tough, and you're better than nice Des Bryant touchdown. Touchdown. Oh yeah, Des is plus two ten to have a touchdown. I'm not Bingo. seeing an over under for triple sticks. Uh, well, keep it in mind, <laughs> plus two ten, great value. Slam it, <laughs> slam it. They already made like four different plays for Des to score. Let's go. What if he throws one too? That'd oh. Be, oh well, that, the wild then part I is win. Des is well, plus. That's what I'm saying. Though. Is there one to throw a touchdown for Des? Let's kind okay. of look at that. Des is plus. 210 to score and then like cd lamb and amari cooper are both plus 275 and above to score yeah so everybody knows what's going down here shout out to the two men that are currently joining us one man is a college football national champion both men are super bowl champions ladies and gentlemen one from ohio state the other from cal green bay packer legends aj hawk and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. What's going on, boys? Yeah, good. Not everyone at once. All right, we just. Oh, gonna... good. Yes. <laughs> oh, you guys did that to me. Oh, see, wow. we did that to a guy earlier. Oh, good move. I respect it, Aaron. Um, what a great. Oh yes, yeah, Aaron. How's it going? 
Yeah, I like that we're doing this. No, AJ! 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 Every time, dude. I don't know how you have me oriented on your side. It's the same way every time. (laughs) Hey, guys! Come on, AJ. It was funny, man. Hey, um, uh, congrats on another big win, by the way, Aaron. Congrats. Absolutely unbelievable. We're late into the season, going into week 14 now at this point. Week 13 is wrapping up tonight with the Cowboys-Ravens, another Tuesday night matchup. But uh, 400 touchdowns, the uh, quickest in the history of the NFL. Uh, there's no way that when you started your NFL career, you thought you were going to get here as fast as you are. What a moment. It seemed like that was a real moment there, getting 400. Or am I misreading the entire situation there? No, it was special for sure. Um, I didn't realize maybe how tuned in everybody was. Um, as as early as a few weeks ago, I, I wasn't. I knew I was getting closer, but I wasn't sure where I was at. Uh, my media guy Tom Fanning uh, here with the Packers uh, will give me updates from time to time on certain things like this. So I was aware going in. I was three away. I wasn't aware uh, how much the uh, the guys were. I'm not. You know, I'm not one to. Uh, to want to stop games or have uh, overt celebrations for uh, milestones. I feel like they should happen in the flow of the game, and and they're exciting, definitely, but they're more legacy things you look back at when you're done playing. But it was pretty cool uh, to have that moment with Tay, uh, you know, really doing all the work there on the, on the 400th. And then to, to actually get the ball, I've said it a few times, but – JJ threw 100 in the stands. Tay caught his first touchdown on 200. 300, 300 was a you know a little shovel pass. They really didn't do a lot of work, and uh, 400 being the little swing pass to Tay. So out of those all, all those milestones, and even if you count the first one to Greg, uh, that's how some touchdowns are. You know, I, I think out of those five, my first one and in each successive uh, factor of 100. Um, only, only the one to JJ was was one that I actually had a huge part in. I think. <laughs> hey, so what do you do with that that four hundred ball? And how many? I guess how many balls from your career have you kept? Where do you put them? A lot. You know, there was there was a time where we were given a lot of footballs out like every week, um, and before they stopped giving me as many game balls, you know, I was getting one or two a week. Uh, every week for a while. Um, so I have I have a few storage. Game where, ball, <laughs> game ball. Now you you saw him, yeah. Four hundred so up. You know, it's like oh, here's you know what they can do with stats. They can make anything a stat. You know, you're the first person to have uh, you know six games in a row where you completed twenty two or more passes for at least seven point three average, <laughs> and at least three of them were. Uh, tipped and or dropped by your teammates and you didn't yell at anybody for five straight games <laughs> with uh, at least four touchdowns in those six games at home. Uh, at least two of them came in uh, inclement weather. Game ball. That's in every sport, though, by the way. I was watching baseball, and I'm not a big baseball uh, watcher, but I was watching this one, and there's like, this hitter 
is the best post fifth inning hitter with two strikes against him with two people on base hitter in the history of Major League Baseball. Let's see what he can do. Strike out immediately. Maybe next time. <laughs> it's like the stats are just insane at this point. I appreciate it because we learn a lot. And you can't put a number on us, uh, I would assume, because you've had so many great passes over your career and moments that are massive. That ball to Devontae, where you thread that needle there, was there ever a moment you thought it wasn't going to make through, or was that kind of like uh, you saw somebody potentially crashing down, knew it was going to be a close call, and put more juice on it? I mean, once I threw it, uh, it was kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. I'm happy that that is, that is how, because that's what I would do as well. You know, I think there's a lot of times where, you know, you might have a result like that and people are like, oh, man, that's got to be one of his best throws ever. And I'm like, no. no it was a great catch. Um, I love the call, you know, from Matt backed up. Uh, and they played a coverage which uh, was good for that play. Now, they did a good job of kind of cut replacing on the backside, I think, with the corner. Um, and I didn't – I kind of felt the backside corner – when I came off the fake, the safety was gone. So they play a weird uh, kind of inverted cover two. Uh, Coach uh, Schwartz uh, has developed uh, in Philly where the corners are playing like the halves and the safety who looks like he's a single high safety is kind of a pre-aligned uh, Tampa two dropper almost. So it allows mm. for um, for a one high look to play too high. And it's, it's a really good disguise. Uh, on that play, we were fortunate to get it. So when it came off the fake, the safety was out of the middle of the field. And Devontae uh, read it correctly. And um, But right when I threw it, I was like, I think I underthrew that a little bit. Um, it you know, worked out. Uh, Tay made a fantastic catch. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't my greatest throw. I don't think it was a bad throw, but it just wasn't one of those ones you feel really good about. Yeah, I mean, not even top 15 probably. <laughs> no. Probably not in top 15. I mean, best throw probably uh, close to the, the season, one of the top five, but top 15. Uh, do you know that going in, that whole thing, or is that something you see on the field live that, or did you film study know that they have a one high look that actually drops into Tampa too? With the, that's something from film study you know going in? And is, is there like a, not that you should give away too much here because of competitive advantage and all that, but is there something that you got as a key on the film that you knew that was the look whenever it comes? No, I mean, I think that's just film study. I don't, there wasn't necessarily a key. They did a good job of disguising it. You know, they did a nice job of making the one high look like too high. They haven't played as much of it this year as they did maybe last year. Last year we played them, they played a number of snaps of that too high. Um, you know, that two Philly coverage that we uh, we call it. Um, they hadn't played as much this year, and it wasn't a huge uh, part of the plan, um, but they do a really nice job of disguising it. I don't think there's a, a, a lot of uh, tells, of any tells. Um, it's just really at the snap with the safety not getting a lot of depth. He kind of drops in or... or kind of stays in place so they did a really nice job of disguising their good veteran uh, good veteran defense hey what do you what do you uh say to to carson wentz after a game like that and second part of that question you got a lot of good tv time when you're out there congratulating the other team and you gave i'd say seven to nine old man gentleman standard handshakes it was just great to see like it's great like, it reminded me of the good old days you're just giving these straight handshakes to these 21 year old kids that have been watching you play for 15 years like that was fun and do you sometimes wonder what am i doing here is this a handshake like a gentleman or am i dapping this dude up like do you ever have any worries oh for sure that's yeah. it's a major phobia post game uh what's you know what a guy what are guys gonna do i think uh for whatever reason uh, maybe because of my age um they're 
people are more apt to just go for the old school handshake. <laughs> he's so white, he's older. <laughs> I'm not saying that's my go-to, but I'm saying that might be, you know, top of mind. Um, I'm ready for any of it. You know, I can. I feel like if you watch the thumb, when it starts pointing uh, kind of up a little bit, you have a good idea it's it's going to be a dap. You know, you kind of get to do old bro hug. If it's more kind of level, that, that means they're going old school handshake. <laughs> so there was definitely a good amount of, uh, of those. But, no, I wanted to see uh, – you know, I definitely wanted to see Carson and talk to him after the game. And, uh, and Jalen, I got to talk to him for a little bit, which was nice. Richard Rogers, you know, an old teammate. Um, and then just the, I think the respect level when there are veteran players like Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and guys you played against for a long time. It's fun to see those guys. Alex Singleton, the middle linebacker, is a buddy. He works out with us out in uh, in Los Angeles uh, in the off season. Uh, great story, CFL player uh, who had you know a couple of really really good years up there and has come down and become a starting uh, backer in the league. Uh, just a great dude. Works his ass off. Um, you know, and worked for everything he's gotten. Really happy to see him get an opportunity, um, and he's become a good, a really good player. Uh, but I, you know, I just I don't want to talk about what I said to Carson. I feel like there's some things that just really need to stay. Even with this show and how much I love to divulge on this show, um, you know, I, I just I've been meaning to talk to him for a while, and, and I'm glad I got the opportunity to say some things uh, to him um, because I've always uh, respected his game and been a fan of. Of his game, and I think he has a really unique skill set. Uh, you know, obviously this hasn't been a, a great year there in Philly. Um, I think there's a lot of factors around him that uh, that contribute to that. So um, I feel like it was a good, com- good quick conversation and uh, definitely wish him uh, the best the rest of the year because I, I've been a fan of his since he got in the league, and he's had some tough circumstances um, over his uh, few years in the league. and. I hope things work out for him, whether it's there or somewhere else. The internet was intrigued by you and Carson Wentz talking, and obviously the internet's going to do what the internet does. But the one I was very intrigued by was you and Jalen Hurts talking, because I feel like if I was a younger quarterback and I got a chance to play against your team, going and talking to you, now granted, if you don't have a personal relationship with somebody, it's hard to just have a full convo. How does that go? Does does Jalen like ask you any tips there? Is it just like a mutual respect type conversation? Is that kind of what it is? And I would assume that happens after every single game. I mean, I watched a clip where like four people after the Colts game were looking for your autographed jersey. I would assume that you are a busy man after there, but how do those, we've talked before about how the conversation is depending on how the cameras are, but I assume a lot of young guys, quarterbacks especially, they have to come and they do they shoot their shot? Like this is a chance I get a chance to ask the, the by a lot of people, everybody's said the most talented quarterback of all time, a little piece of advice here, or how'd that go? Well, I think first of all, it's the, uh, it's kind of what you, the formality is. You, you go over and see the quarterback. I think there's uh, a, a feeling of uh, understanding. You play in the same position. You understand how much it takes to get ready to play each week, you you understand how important that job is, and, and what it takes mentally to to go out there and compete and be successful. So there's a there's a base level of respect that goes along with playing quarterback in this league, um, and that's why I enjoy the conversations every single week. If it's a guy I know really well, um, and get to have a, a minute to catch up, or a guy that I don't know well that I can uh, say something to, like uh, the young rookie in Jacksonville, don't know him, never never met him. 
Uh, didn't you know? I don't go out for pregame warmups, so there's no conversation before. But what I did want to say to him was that was a hell of a spin move because the previous week he had done a reverse spin move on a guy and scored a touchdown. Um, that you know, that's what I wanted to tell him. That was pretty cool. A guy like Phil, you know, in in Indy, I have a ton of respect for him. He was drafted in the class before me. I've known him for, a, you know, as a competitor for a long time. Competed a few times, and just not sure if this will be the last time we play against each other. And wanted to make sure I you know paid my respects to him for the career that he's had, for the amount of respect that I, I have for him as a competitor, uh, what he's accomplished in his career. I think those are fun moments to, to share with a guy like uh, Jalen, who I watched in college and, and enjoyed uh, at both schools that he was at. I really enjoyed the way he carried himself, especially with the, uh, everything that happened to him with Tua kind of taking over a halftime of a championship game and then him going to another school and having a fantastic season. I just really appreciate the way he carried himself. He did most of the talking in that conversation. Uh, very respectful. I appreciated, um, you know, the respect that uh, that he showed me and and his comments. Uh, you know, that was uh, that was a nice conversation. And then, you know, I, I did more of the talking with Carson just because I felt like I had a message I wanted to share with him and and hopefully encourage him a little bit. I'm surprised NFL Films didn't release that as soon as you said it. <laughs> You know, like as soon as it came out, I'm surprised they didn't just put that out there. That feels like something. Well, you know, to be honest with you, I, 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 I definitely wasn't mic'd up, and I did give one of the look around to see if uh, there was any, any of the, the booms there. You know, I think that it's been great for us. And NFL films, I mean, I grew up watching, uh, you know, Steve Sable and and loving the, those moments. I think there's some conversations, though, that you do appreciate, uh, you know, having – be private and that was one of them that i just wanted to share between carson if he if he chooses to talk about it i have no problem uh, with it but i, I think that's one that'll probably remain between him and i hey how excited are you that uh, i would assume you got word that uh, jim nance talked a little bit about the i love gold situation and gold member and he and tony were trying to figure out the whole game like what you guys were doing in certain times and maybe ty can explain it a little bit more to you but it's getting out there hackett's getting a lot of good pub for it i feel like your whole team's buying in now i'm sure all of packer nation is behind you is that something that you had was like this did you set this up like way back in august yeah this has been a scheme i think hatched and developed by hackett uh the end game i will admit and this is there's no better forum to to put this out there than this one but we want mike myers in Green Bay. Oh. Hey, we let's want, go. We want him uh, in Green Bay as gold member in our, you know, whether it's in the team room on Fridays, <laughs> uh, on a Friday to introduce the, the gold zone presentation, whether it's a video we can get from him, whether it's a Saturday night speech oh. uh, from him. Look, as gold member, as Austin Powers, as Fat Bastard, whoever he wants oh. to be. Obviously, we're big fans of Goldmember, uh, and you know we're not fans of schmelting because when you have accidents, you know things happen. Oh, yeah. um, but we are big fans of uh, of Mike Myers Man. and Goldmember. And if he wanted to show up, uh, there'd be no one happier than Nathaniel Hackett, first of all. But we would all be really excited. Imagine he does a whole week out there just as a coach. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fat bastards there on Tuesday or on Wednesday. 
I've got a crap on deck that could choke a donkey. <laughs> that dude was fucking electric. Imagine Mike Myers as an interim coach for the Green Bay Packers for a week oh. in all of his characters. You get the gong show character he was as the host there for mm-hmm. like Thursday practice. Fast Friday then all of a sudden is the gold zone, also red zone, I'd assume. Have him come in there. I mean, that would be electric. We need to make that happen. I don't know if we're big enough for that yet, but you are. So that should happen, I would assume. We're going to get there, and and that's that's all we want. That's all we want for Christmas. Personally, I want an Aston Martin yeah. vanquish. But <laughs> as a team, as a team, we just want Mike Myers as gold member in Green Bay. Oh, let's make it reasonable. Also, a halftime speech from him. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be awesome. Uh, let's talk about talk to Yari a little bit. So, whenever there was that seventy-seven yard run by Aaron Jones. Uh, obviously, Bakhtiari's out there running like what might be a four seven four six at his down the field. You were also running down the field, by the way, looking to get some. And then, obviously, the celebration in the end zone was an electric one. And that's obviously awesome and a testament to. You. But boy, it feels like your team is very tight right now. Is that all around the gold zone? Like, is it Lafleur and Hackett? Like, why is the offense? at a state where not a lot of teams ever get to, by the way. That type of camaraderie, that type of like all-in type is what you're looking for in a team. But it looks like the offense is, and now obviously the defense as well, but that play epitomized, I think, like you guys caring about each other uh, more so than obviously the incredible athleticism by all of you. But it felt like you guys were all in it there. Like, how did we get, how did we get here? And can you bottle this and just do this forever? Look, I think when the No Fun League uh, loosened its restrictions on <laughs> celebrating, everybody won. Yeah, Players enjoyed it. The fans enjoy it. Um, and I think that was important for our sport in general. We've embraced it. Uh, you know, we talk about it a lot. We show clips on how important it is to celebrate together. Um, and both sides of the ball have no problem doing it. Uh, we really do, I think, love each other. And pull for each other when big dog scores it's kind of taken to a different level just because everybody loves mercedes so much um and then everybody else is a close second but there's nothing like a a run like that where you know mvs is out there blocking and and the big giraffe is running down there not really touching anybody but just kind of getting away Um, and you know we finish things off like that that was uh, that was a special moment. I even, you know, my quads are a little tired after that, uh, you know, seventy-yard jaunt. But uh, I feel like I got in the way of somebody. I don't think it helped at all. But I, I, was, I was around there. Yeah, you were looking, uh, hanging in the background. But yeah, you know, we we really enjoy uh, celebrating together, and I think it's it's just a good reminder uh, of that it takes all eleven, and that's coach speak. But it's also. Uh, kind of been a mantra for us as a team that they we're going to do this thing together so let's celebrate together let's not make any one person bigger than the squad um, even though we have some incredible individual performances every single week uh, we do always celebrate together and celebrate with the big guys too because a lot of them are on uh, you know the extra point team so they don't have a lot of time to celebrate so let's make sure we celebrate with them quickly and whether it's Elton getting down there or Corey, last year we used to give Brian Balaga a bunch of shit because, you know, he would never come down to the celebrations, and we got him one time to do it, and uh, and it was one of the greatest things ever. To that point, I'm going to sidebar, um, you know, because I do want to correct this. Uh, I know you had uh, Takatari on the show at some point last week, yeah. and he made some statement about giving me a gift, right? So I don't want to disrespect 
him or anybody else who's ever given me a gift. But I will say that that gift was about 99% Brian Balaga gift. Oh, and about he's a stealing. Oh, no. Stolen, oh, val- oh. stolen gift valor. Yeah. yeah. I, I would I would assume it was paid for by Brian Balaga. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Inspired creatively by Brian Balaga. Oh. So big thanks to Brian. You know, he's one of the funniest uh, curmudgeons we've ever had on the squad. Uh, <laughs> super, super great guy. Solid uh, as they come at right tackle for us. Uh, one of the toughest dudes I've been around. And uh, I definitely miss Brian. Also a great gift giver. I can't say the same about Dave, but I do appreciate his minor role in that uh, in that gift, yeah, a one-time gift. Just smaller role. What was the gift? Was it some kind of like weird scotch? Like I, I can't imagine there's a scotch out there that you haven't found. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian did some research, I'm sure, and found uh, you know something on the rare side. I, I will give a shout out to uh, T.J. Lang, longtime guard for us. Oh, yeah. He found a a 40 year old. Uh, Glenn Fittich, which is super, super, super rare. And I was really uh, excited to get that from Tej. Um, you know, he's uh, uh, he's a, a good gift giver. And I, I appreciated uh, not only the actual gift, but the thought behind it. Yeah, so, a- you know, it's it, they always say it's the thought that matters, the thought that counts, right? Yeah. Um, I usually uh, subscribe to that uh, mindset. Except in years where your left tackle is becomes the highest paid in history, and mm-hmm. you know um, you've got him so many things over the years, uh, special things, meaningful things, things he wants, contact with his loved ones, to make sure that the gifts that he gets are exactly what he's been pining for all year. Because God, for you know, forbid he doesn't have something that he wants or needs. Jets um, needs it. So yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, it's just, I guess that's love. You yeah. Know? But it only goes one way most of the time. Yeah, well, I, just know that on this show, the love goes, uh, we, the love goes your way. Just wait till you see what we got you. Ty Schmidt, what do you got, pal? Aaron, I noticed on Sunday you were really throwing your body around, had a couple of big-time blocks. Um, was that something you emphasized going into this season because you can't really get any better at throwing the football, so it's like we might as well go pancake hunting? Smart. God, I love you, Todd. Well, yeah, you know, I got in two people's way. I feel like that was two more people that I'd gotten in their way and then probably the last six or seven weeks. So it was a big, really big day for me. Big day. Um, We had a couple other plays that I was really excited about, you know, uh, maybe getting out lead blocking. But, you know, they saved them for another day. I get it. Uh, you know, it wasn't the right setting, but I, I do look forward to any of those opportunities. You know, I tossed the ball to the left. They bring in free safety pressure off the one side. I turned off right position, you know, hands up, ready to go. And I feel like that little small action may have, you know, contributed to uh, Dave getting, you know, uh, sorry, I'm thinking about Dave because he probably wasn't blocking on the play, but uh, Aaron Jones getting, you know, maybe another half yard or, or so on that uh, specific play. So if that's what you're talking about, that's what you saw, then mm-hmm. that was good. As far as, you know, the run by Jones, um, I watched it back a few times because I was really hoping that there was something I could find evidentiary uh, that would show that because I got in, in uh, Jalen Mills's way that allowed Jonesy to score. Uh, I have a good circumstantial case, but I don't think it's a very strong one. <laughs> <laughs> Evidence matters, Evidence, especially if it's all on film. That is something. But I would say that Aaron knew that you were out there, and in his eyes he was like, hey, listen, 
I got Aaron Rodgers potentially lead blocking for me here. Mm -hmm. This is a story I'm going to tell forever. So maybe physically on tape you can't do that. But whenever you're talking about a mental aspect of you blocking for Aaron, I assume that the jury would side with you in that particular case. So don't you worry about that film, dude. Yeah, I just want to one more. I want to air one more grievance. This has never happened to me before. Please do, please. I was hanging out by the uh, by the heater, and I played a long time. Uh, hanging out by the heater uh, before uh, we went out on the field, and I get hit with a bunch of droplets of water, right, oh. like neck, side of the face, eye. Oh. And I'm going, what in the hell? And I look back, and it's Takatari doing his hair flip. Oh, oh water his hair down a Bro. bunch. Hair flip. I mean, we've had hair flip guys over the years. AJ, I feel like, was one of them at mm-hmm. one point. Clay Matthews, the original hair flip. Legendary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just, my grievance is, you know, can you flip your hair and water in a different direction? Like, is it that hard? You're flipping it by the, you know, by the, the heater where this you know guy. guys are standing. I just, no flips you know, so. some guys just have no awareness about where they're at. I mean, this, it's a... You know, it's a problem with society in general, mm-hmm. just a lack of spatial awareness by mm-hmm. some oh, people. Um, Accountability. But that's Jeez. kind of my only grievance from the game that yeah. I want to hear. Yeah, he played pretty good. I wouldn't have any other grievances either if I were you. AJ, you got anything? We got to get Aaron out of here. He's got something at 2.30 here. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's probably going to go promote a, some awesome product on some other show. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> no. Uh, I haven't seen anything you've done. The other things I know, the, I know the ad you put on Instagram where you got upset at me. I sent him a text like, "Oh yeah, I saw your uh, saw your ad on Instagram with your own line, and that was a good. You really tied everything together there." <laughs> Jeez, what a terrible guy! He's a terrible guy. Two, I have two quick questions, AJ. Can I, can I get these two in? We got a minute and a half here. Yes. Hey, I that, told you, go to the 35. Okay, 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 perfect. Bose, that Bose commercial where you're just dancing all by yourself, how uncomfortable was that? Was that the most uncomfortable commercial you've ever shot in your life? It looked like that is, you were just kind of vibe. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Are you just Especially in a... Because, the, because the, the songs they told me that they wanted to play, I, uh, I said, I don't listen to this music. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> number one. And number two, I, I don't what do you want me to do? You want me to, to dance? I said, is this a... Do you want this to be realistic? Because if so, let me give you uh, the top five on my playlist mm-hmm. I have right here. They weren't really interested. And then I gave them a couple songs, and then they said they couldn't get the rights to them. Although, actually, I know the people that sing those songs, so I could have easily gotten the rights Whoa. to them. Oh! Jeez, oh, dude. Hey, look, it turned out okay. The Bose commercial that we did, was it last year with the kid? I did enjoy that one a lot. That was a fun one. Um, this one I think was, you know, they, I was the the token old guy they put in there. But uh, again, my my playlist uh, wasn't necessarily exactly what they uh, had in mind. I don't think when we started it. Me and AJ were talking. We wish we could get you in one of those Amazon stats uh, commercial where you got to reenact a play that you did. Knuckle mm-hmm. catch me. <laughs> that whole thing. You ever, you've seen Christian McCaffrey and Deshaun Watson have been placed in terrible positions to do these commercials. And I hope they got paid a lot and they are incredibly good at football or whatever. But those commercials are, it's tough to watch, man. It is tough. It's tough on the guys. They didn't deserve that. We've, yeah, we've all done, uh, you know, some tough ones over the years. Me too. Um, Definitely. I have some old uh, associated bank commercials that uh, will live in, uh, you know, on YouTube that are very interesting. I had an 80-year-old woman tell me if she was 20 years younger, she'd be going after me pretty hard. Because you're associated bank commercial or because you play football? 
No, she was in the commercial. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He was trying to trying to hit on me the entire time. I was like, "How old are you, <laughs> lady?" I was like, "By the way, I'm uh, 27, and you are 80." Okay. Hey, you gotta- <laughs> if you were 60, you'd be you'd be okay. All right, well, interesting. A lot of confidence. <laughs> Can I? Oh, there is this yeah, the lady. There she is. Oh, good for her. I love that lady. Um, before we let you go here, can't thank you enough. We're getting into the holiday season. I know you're a very thoughtful man. Best holiday movie. Ooh. I, I wouldn't mind stirring some shit up and saying Die Hard because so many people are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that would. It's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it is a Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of opinions on that. Strong ones. They're going to cancel the shit out of people for saying. Yep. You know, Die Hard is a, a Christmas movie. Um, I have some some favorites for sure. If you're going way 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 back to, uh, um, you know, the, the '40s, I believe uh, White Christmas is a fantastic movie that I grew up watching. Enjoy it. 40s? Um, I am a big fan of Elf. Mm, I know um, him. Yes, and I have called uh, people angry elves before. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, dangerous, yes. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's a dangerous game. Not as dangerous as, you know, maybe calling Peter Nicklage that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Elf is, is a staple for sure around the holidays. Grinch, not a big Grinch guy? Home Alone? The old school Grinch. No, the the new one, uh, maybe not as much. I like, you know, the old Rudolph with Burl Ives as the snowman singing, you know, silver and gold. And, and you got the abominable snowman with a, a Yeti. You know, Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius, a.k.a. Aaron Ripkowski. Um, <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to the Green Ripper. Uh, yeah. Um, this is unbelievable. Have you seen yeah. The Queen's Gambit yet? Have you watched The Queen's Gambit yet? No, but I'm glad you brought that up. I just finished a show called The Undoing. Oh, oh, yeah. Good? Mm-hmm. Terrible. That's what everybody's saying is the opposite of what you just said right there. So. Well, uh, I, you know, again, this is my own opinion. Uh, I don't care if you cancel me for this because I don't care. Uncancelable, by the way, Aaron. You just threw 400 yeah. touchdowns quicker than anybody in history of the NFL. Woo! I don't yeah. have to say it. The world. Hell yeah. Game. If we're judging the... Uh, Directors and uh, acting and uh, screenplay, uh, not very good. Oh wow! I mean, I was going to watch it. By it's the way. rough. It's it's rough, man. I, and I <sighs> terribly after the first episode, I was like, oh my god, this is bad. Hey, let me tell you what Aaron Rodgers is saying to you, undoing director. Hey, it must suck to suck, director. <laughs> <laughs> It must suck to suck undoing. That's a shame. People are going to be mad at you for it. I just think that, okay, there's got to be something here that's going to, you know, bring it home. Yeah. The Queen's Gambit will do it for you, I promise. That's my own. That's what I hear. That's going to be the next one when I get some time. All right. Well, you got a lot of time, obviously, to prepare for the Lions. Good luck this weekend. They don't have a coach. They seem inspired. Uh, Taking on Matty Stafford, a man you complimented weeks ago. Excited to see how you do. Thanks for the time today. Good luck, brother, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Most talented quarterback to ever play football. We'll be in a conversation of greatest football player of all time, Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, I love you, Aaron. He just shit on the undoing. He did. Wow. I mean, hard to. I was going to start.
the internet loved the undoing. Like, I, whenever I go, oh, I'm starting to watch The Crown, people are like, well, pa- put a pause on The Crown. Okay, it's good. Need to watch The Undoing. Need to watch The Undoing. Turns out I'm not watching the goddamn second of that thing. No way. No way. Not if 12 says it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I've already seen it. Listen, you know, I respect 12 on the football field. I thought it was okay. I mean, it's not going to change. It's only six hours. It's only six hours. Queen's Gambit, though, same thing. It's a, I agree. Queen's Gambit, much better. But, you know, hey, it's something. Wow. Okay, so you have seen both. Yeah. All right. Hey, he's really good at the football, huh? That guy? Unbelievable at the football. Yeah, he is. The Undoing is a good show. It's only six episodes. It's good, though. Well, oh, so you were the one he was shitting on there, I think, because you were the one going to bat for the undoing, weren't you? I, I said something on the show about it. He has no idea about that. Like, he doesn't know I said it's good, it's a good show, but I uh, I enjoyed it. There's plenty of stuff that people love that I don't like, but the undoing was something that definitely kept me uh, kept me intrigued. All right. <laughs> I mean, so sorry to interrupt, dude. Like, so so sorry. Apologies. The conversation was going there. It really was. You know? Mm-hmm. And here we go, interrupting it like this. Gotta pay the bills. What we're interrupting it with is something that matters, though. Oh, yeah. Are you the best version of you that you could possibly be, you think? Definitely not. Does your skin, hair, anything else really that revolves around men's health, is it at its highest that it could possibly be? I mean, it could probably be better. And that's the thing about it is there's a company out there that's a men's health brand mm-hmm. that is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Okay, they are unbelievable. And that is Roman. Roman is a men's health brand that makes you and wants you to be the best version of you possible. Your hair fuller, your skin brighter, anything else you have going on, they want to take care of you. And they want to do it in a fashion that is most affordable. But it's not just skin, it's not just hair, it's not just everything like that. It's also whenever you go in and you go to do the love making. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The men's health brand wants to be your tag team partner and being the best you in all facets of your life. And did you know that if you are somebody who uh, doesn't have sex for as long as you would like, and we're not saying you go quick, hey, hey, maybe you just don't go as long as you want to go. Yeah. Maybe your sex life, you want it to go long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. You want to put on a show in there. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. You know what you're thankful for? Maybe the incredibly long sex that you're having. Hey, Maybe. how about the holiday season? No better time to celebrate 2021, by the way, is a beautiful love-making session. Mm-hmm. It is cuffing season. It is cuffing season. If you want to put on a show in the bedroom, you need to tag team partner with our friends at Roman with the Roman Swipes. I love Roman swipes. These things show up at your door in discreet packaging. Nobody knows that you have a tag team partner that's small enough to fit in your back pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Nobody will even know that you have it. Then whenever it's time to, you know, do the deed. Mm-hmm. When it's time to. Sling some salami. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. You know. Whenever you're out there with your bologna about to really make a sandwich mm-hmm. and it's time to go. Why don't you do it for a long, long time, Ty? You pull out the Roman swipe, okay? You rub it on your tool, Mm -hmm. your baby maker, your magic stick, your dipstick, Mm -hmm. your how's it going, how you doing, keep it moving, pleasure town, here we come stick, Mm -hmm. okay? You rub it on there, it'll dry quickly. It'll not transfer to your partner, and it is scientifically proven to make you last longer in bed. Bologna sandwich, extra mayo. Long time making it. We can't thank Roman enough. And right now you can get free two-day shipping on your Roman swipes. Get them in time for Thanksgiving next weekend. Get them in time for the holiday season. Stock up on these things for the winter because I do believe we're getting locked back down. Looks like it. In a lot of places. Mm -hmm. 
So you know what time it is? Why not just have a little bit of a sex fest? Might as well. <laughs> Go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Free two-day shipping on these Roman swipes. You will love them, and so will she or he. Have the time of your life behind the closed doors with our friends at Roman, Roman Swipes, and also make yourself the best you possible uh, with everything else that the men's health brand has for you. GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Back to the show. Uh, joining us now is a man in the NFC North. He had to go to a regional combine to get into the NFL. Huh. Since then, he has just been absolutely dominant. We talked to his quarterback last week. Today, we get a chance to chat with a man who's on a team that is hot. Ladies and gentlemen, he has 12 touchdowns this season, and I believe he had a bit of a COVID thing. Uh -huh. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Thielen. Yeah. What's up, guys? Hey, did you have COVID? False positive? What was it? Oh my gosh, it was uh, it was quite a mess of test results. Uh, if I got into it, it'd probably take up your whole show. But uh, I obviously had to be out for ten days. But um, and and none of my family got it, so everybody was healthy and safe there. So that's good. Well, we're happy you survived. Okay, first yeah. things first, mm -hmm. and your family survived. Uh, you've been dominant this year, man. And we talked to you earlier in the season where maybe the record wasn't sitting exactly where you guys wanted it to. Now you've stacked up some wins here as the season has gone on, and now we go into the fourth quarter or whatever, continuing the fourth quarter. But you have twelve touchdowns on the season. Did you? know that as i was saying the introduction there that's a lot of tuds pal you've been dancing in the paint this season how's it feel how's the body how are the vikings it's uh well first of all before we get into that um i noticed yesterday that you had a neck brace on yeah, yeah. i was watching the show yeah. and i was waiting i literally was watching the show for <laughs> for a while to hear the update yeah uh, so you just you just drug me along to hear the update and then I never heard anything. So uh, <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So the update is we got our test results. Okay. I'm not in the NFL anymore like you, Adam Thielen. Okay. Whenever I get an MRI or a scan, it doesn't just pop out the other side of the scanner. <laughs> okay. Out here in the real world, Adam, it takes a little bit of time to get some results days. back. All right. Results are okay. back. I, I don't have a broken neck, by the yeah. way. I don't have a broken yeah. neck. But I am Deal. sore. But I am very, very sore. I, I don't know how you guys okay. get hit on a weekly basis and things like that. My body could not take it. I feel like my hip's potentially going to pop out at any time. But thank you for asking, Adam. That means a lot to me, man. Absolutely. I got to check on my guy. Yeah, I appreciate that. You've been dancing in the paint, though, a lot this year. What is that? Just an, another year comfortable with Kirk Cousins? Is it because Justin Jefferson has also been having such a great year, so you guys are got a good thing going? Is it the offense? What is it you think this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, first of all, I like to dance. I'm not good at it, oh, but I like to dance. Um, and then, you know, Justin has made this dance uh, extremely popular. Yeah, uh, you got it down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the feeling. Yeah. Uh, and so it's been kind of fun. But this week I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna hit this thing. You know, everybody's been making fun of me. Like media, you know, social media is killing me for it. I'm like, I'm going to hit this this week. So I, I hit it after I scored. And I come to the sideline, I'm like, I'm like, guys, I, I hit it this time. Like, that was good. And they're like, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> that might have been your worst one ever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you know that Mina Kimes wants you to be called White Claw? And how do you feel about it? Um, don't feel great about it. Don't feel oh. great about it. Why? Cause there's, there's many, there's, there's much better options than that. Okay. All right. Well, you you won't give yourself a nickname, obviously, but but the <laughs> the thought of you know there it has been. I would like to let you know White Claw has been gaining some <laughs> steam. some steam oh, on yeah. the internet. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure you've seen it. It's been gaining some steam. 
So we we have a thing um, within the locker room a little bit. That we, we have things that we're up on and things we're down on. Um, one of the, the main things that we're down on is self-proclaimed nicknames. Oh, smart, smart. So I'm not going to get into that for sure. Smart. So you don't like White Claw because, you know, it can't, she said White Claw would be a great nickname for a white wide receiver. And everybody was like... <laughs> Adam Thielen, white wide receiver, here we go. And then like two days later, you made that grab in the back of the end zone, one-handed, and while you were falling, you flipped it on your chest to make sure it was a little bit more sturdy. I don't think you were doing that to flex. I think you were trying to get that as secure as possible. And the internet was like, white, because you clawed it, you see, and it was a white hand. White claw, is that it? That catch that you made, I was so impressed. Did Whenever you saw the film of you spinning the ball, was it, did you even realize you did that in real life, or was that just something that you just did because you felt like you didn't have it securely? Yeah, I didn't realize it was as smooth as it looked on TV, but uh, I was trying to actually I – was, I was trying to tuck it and obviously didn't have enough time. So I, as I was spinning it to try to tuck it, I was like, oh, shoot, I better secure this thing and, and lock it down. So um, – but yeah, it, it definitely looked a lot, um, lot smoother when I saw the replay. So it, you have like one of those a week. It feels, it feels like you have an insane. Is that something you practice? How can you practice making insane catches? Because it's not like you can tell Kirk Cousins, like, hey, I want you to miss me like two feet behind me so I can make a like, hey, Kirk, let's work for like 10 minutes on you missing targets. Let's like, how do you how do you practice that? Is that something you practice on like uncomfortable, awkward catches, making sure you get in and everything like that? You know, I think it's it's one of those things that, you know, I grew up, that's that's all I did in the backyard, right? Like, we'd go in the backyard. You know, my dad, when I was a kid, he would throw me into, like, a beanbag. Like, I would just make diving catches, crazy catches, and that was, like, what I loved to do. Uh, so I think it's just kind of accumulated over the years of, of just a lot of practice. Uh, my son does it now. I literally, when I, was, when I was at home for 10 days, I probably threw him over, you know, 5,000 footballs because that's all he wanted to do. And he, he like – does these like awkward diving like lands on his head like shoulder and i'm like dude you can stay on your feet like it's all good but uh but it's a lot of fun um when you were home for 10 days did you you had to work out at home which helps now that you've made some money but i would assume if this is happening to some young guys who are like in hotels or tiny apartments and they have to stay home it probably is pretty difficult to stay fitness how do you stay for 10 days is a long time by the way i didn't know it was that long what is it you're just doing zoom calls because so you're still in the meetings right you're still in the yeah. meetings but everything else you just can't do anything yeah it's, a, it's it was definitely a long 10 days but yeah so i'm just uh, in zoom meetings all that um and then i was i was fortunate enough to have you know the weight weight room in our house so um, was able to lift and and then run outside. It was it was nice enough weather here in Minnesota. No snow yet, so what happened? I uh, was able to to run outside and do hill sprints, things like that. So um, it wasn't it wasn't too bad as far as that goes. Uh, but it definitely was was uh, tough uh, being a full time dad for ten straight days. But that that uh, but it was fun. Yeah, shout out to the wife by the way. I think guys realize quickly how. Uh how much hell that is whenever they are. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, you have uh, you have uh, four hours just by yourself. I get a call from AQ every single time he's tasked with that. I get FaceTime from AQ. Oh. And it's just like, ah, this is beating me down, dude. I have no idea what's going on over here. Uh, so I was trying to I was trying to zoom in. I think December 8th, 2000, there's no snow in Minnesota? That's maybe big. Wow. That's, is that a record? That's a shocker, isn't it? I mean, isn't it already normally like full-on oh, yeah. snowman season in minnesota december 8th normally absolutely it's crazy uh we actually had like a crazy snowfall like 
Uh, it must have been early November. Um, it might even been end of October. And then ever since then, it's been it's been beautiful. So nice. uh, definitely taking advantage of that, being outside with the boys and uh, still being able to uh, not have to put on snow pants and boots and all that. Connor, what do you got? Uh, yeah, Adam, you mentioned being down on self-proclaimed uh, nicknames, the locker room in general. Are there like a worst of the worst that anybody in there specifically has that we can hear? That's a good question. Um, Kirk is kind of the, the guy who um, is is the kind of the originator of the up and down list. So they actually oh. have a list what? in the quarterback room of things they're up on and things they're down on. So it'd be a great thing next time he's on the show to ask him about. Yeah, some, we're writing that down. I'm yeah. jotting it down in the uh, internal memory bank there. What are some <laughs> things we're up on? Can you tell us something we're up on right now? Like you guys are in the playoff picture. Hey. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Got to be up on that. Up on that. Up on that. <laughs> up, on, uh, up on the gritty dance. Oh. Okay. Done nice. by Justin, not by me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody's down on that, it sounds like. Everyone's down on my gritty dance, but hey. What do you do? Uh, Ty, what do you got? Adam, you're from Minnesota. We get it. I know it was probably <laughs> always your dream to play for the Vikings, but we've also seen firsthand in the Bahamas your relationship with Aaron. So my question is just how many times over the course of your uh, career have you demanded a trade to the Packers? Great question. And are you considering it still? That's a great question, Ty. <laughs> uh, well, I can't say on air, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know how I saw the uh, the FaceTime call. It must have been from your email because uh, I know you're a huge uh, Packer fan. It was like, I love Aaron Bud or something like that. <laughs> oh, I, that, that might have been me. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, you got that right. The um, you know, after talking to Kirk Cousins. I enjoyed him a lot. I, like, it, we talked to him last week. I think it was like a 13-minute conversation, and we learned of the if I die, I die quote. And then you hear we got a chance to talk to you and obviously Kyle Rudolph talk about him a little bit. And I'm like, man, this perception of this guy who's just a super nerd and all this, I, I would assume. I, after talking to him, I'm a big fan of him. I feel like that's a, the fact that he's the one putting together the list, who's up, who's down. I mean, that's a big that's a big part of the locker room. Is, is that a main reason you think why he's had success over there? Because because, I mean, obviously, people talk about primetime Kirk and everything like that is, you know, is something that's dead and long gone at this point. But that was a conversation piece for a while. And then early, you guys weren't winning as many games. So the conversation, like, is the Kirk Cousins era in Minnesota over? Like, has this been a failure? And now the team's kind of rallying back. Like, what are your thoughts on Kirk Cousins as a quarterback this year and how he's kind of handled everything? Yeah, I mean, he's he's the, uh, you know, he's the guy you'd want to – uh, be able to handle that you know he, he's so good about handling uh, successes and failures you know when things aren't going great he's he's so good about handling it and just going to work being the same guy no matter what the record is no matter you know how his stats are what have you so um, you know we're fortunate to have a guy like him a leader like him that just kind of brings it comes to work every single day he grinds he's kind of got a little a uh, little chippiness to him that he just kind of got that chip on his shoulder and uh, it can get a little feisty, and that's the that's the Kirk we like. And uh, you know, since we've been able to go on this run and and played well, um, and he's playing so well, it, is he's kind of kind of had that attitude that that we like. So it's uh, it's fun to see him having success and uh, kind of proving a lot of doubters wrong. Tone, Adam, you guys are in Tampa this week, so practice this week. Do you guys turn the heat up to like ninety five, and then turn the sprinklers on and get a little little moisture, moisture in the air? Ooh. Smart humidity's tough. So it's funny. It's funny you say that because I was actually thinking, like, uh, I remember um, a few years back we played um, in Miami in, in December. 
And and this was when we were playing at TCF Bank Stadium. So like the week before, I think we played like the Carolina Panthers and it was like eight degrees at TCF Bank Stadium. And then we go to Miami and it's like 85 and sunny. And I just remember like the first drive of the game and I'm like literally dead. I was so exhausted. <laughs> I was sweating. And this might have been in pregame warmups, to be honest. So I was like thinking of ways that I can and try to help myself this week, uh, obviously with it being cold here. Um, and so I might wear like double shirts or something Smart. to just try to try to get used to the heat. Hey, before we let you go, and we can't thank you enough for your time, the double shirt's smart, by the way. Mm -hmm. Very, very smart of you. Because Michael Lombardi, former general manager, he's on our uh, gambling show, Hammer Don. He likes to hammer sometimes like the, the Florida. There's like a Florida bet. If you got teams coming from out of state because of exactly what you said from a very cold place, they get dropped in Miami all of a sudden very late in the season. That humidity is going to smack somebody potentially in the mouth there out of nowhere. It's just a different world. Just like when people go to Denver, they talk about the altitude. There are some subtle advantages. So to hear you say that, it, because for me, when we go down, there, I'm like, all right, ball's flying far yeah. today. You know, like I was pumped. I was pumped to go down there. But for everybody else, I assume they were like, hope we can make it today. Let's get some oxygen masks around here. Let's do the whole, the whole damn thing. Hey, before we let well, you. Well, and you get to show off the gun show when you're there. Too, yeah, yeah. So. High and tight. And then the awesome, oh, yeah. you know, the burn that you get down there. You know what I mean? White Claw has to experience that. that <laughs> So no White Claw, yeah. huh? We don't like White Claw at all. You're 100% out on that, it sounds like. I'm 100% out on White Claw, yeah. Um, no. What if it was Caucasian Claw? Hey, I watched you golf. We watch you golf. I watch you play the football. You learn your story about how you had to pay basically to try out to get in front of NFL scouts, which inevitably led to you being all pro and, and this dominant player. So, you know, it's this competitive drive. It feels like to get you good. Is, is that what you accredit everything to? Is just, and have you always been this way? Are you just like, what's your mindset whenever you go into stuff? Is it like, I'm just going to compete here, try to be the best I can be? Is it always been that way? When did it come into play? Like, how are you the human that you are, you think? deep question <laughs> uh that's that's really deep um okay. but uh no i think um you know it came from when i was a kid that all i did was play sports so, i mean that's all i wanted to do i played four sports through throughout high school uh whatever season it was that was my favorite sport that i wanted to play in college um i really had no idea what i was going to do in college until two weeks before camp started because i was going to maybe play basketball i was going to maybe play baseball i was going to play golf uh football you know, I, I had no idea just because I like sports so much. But uh, I just love to compete. I love to play sports. I love to be around the, my teammates, you know, in the locker room. There's there's just nothing better. And there's so many life lessons you can learn from, the from from you know, sports. Um, you know, and that's why my wife and I, our foundation is is we actually just started this new thing that's um, changed through sport because sports have done so much for for us and, and have really helped us, uh, um, you know, you know, mold us really and, and be who we are because of sports so uh we want to bring that to as many people as possible and give kids these resources opportunities so they can have success and and it can hopefully take them to college or or at least get them through high school and things like that yeah sports do so much i don't i don't think the people that don't play sports growing up or aren't fans of sports i, I can understand like people are in their own thing but 
if I ever have a child and they're going to play sports because it teaches you how to deal with so many things, right? Uh, a lot of people have no idea how to deal with failure. A lot of people have no clue how to do it. But if you play sports, guess what? There's going to be plenty of days where you're crying your ass off because you something had to happen. And by the way, the next game is going to come. You have to get over it. You're going to get to experience triumph. You get to experience working while tired because you're going to be tired inevitably, but you're going to be forced to continue to go. I just think sports are, are such a special thing. And that's why I asked you about it because I was hoping you would talk about your foundation, your wife put together now were the shoes that you wore on sunday dedicated to that as well because those things were clean pal clean (laughs) out there yeah they were so um you know the first thing that we started with uh when we started our foundation we kind of really didn't know exactly where we wanted to go we knew we wanted to give back to this community you know we're both from here uh you know grew up here and then went to college and now in the nfl and uh, Minnesota can't get rid of us. So, um, you know, we knew we wanted to do that, but we didn't really know exactly where we wanted to go. Um, so we ended up partnering with the Minneapolis or Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital and their mental health department for, for children and uh, has been a, just an eye-opening experience. And so those cleats were uh, to raise awareness for, for mental health and children. And, um, you know, it's something that gets overlooked a lot. And a lot of people don't uh, provide resources, um, time to that area. And it was something that was really eye-opening when we went there and just saw that that when we went there one time just to go visit it, um, before we even, uh, you know, agreed to partner and, and to raise awareness and funds for them, uh, they were just so, these nurses were so shocked that we were there because they just don't usually get, you know, help or resources or time from anybody. So, um, you know, these kids, it's been really cool to be able to get to know some of these kids and uh, be able to go there, talk to them, answer questions, hang out for a little bit and kind of hear them open up. So uh, it's been it's been uh, probably more impactful for my wife and I than it has for them. So it's pretty cool. That's amazing. And if you watch that Netflix doc, what's it called? The Social uh, Dilemma. The oh. Social Dilemma. I think it kind of touches on that a little bit, how the world is kind of in a spot where it can be pretty troublesome for people's mental health with how it goes. So very nice of you. Very nice of your wife. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope your kid goes on to be better than you at football, especially if you're going to continue to throw him balls while you're at home. Uh, you're the man, Adam. Who do you guys play this week? Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, we talked about it. We just literally just talked about it. I was so enthralled, yeah. enthralled by the conversation you, we just did, had. Did you get hit in the head uh, the other day, too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got my head thrown off a cage. Yeah. And I got kicked in the face a couple times, mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Yeah, maybe that was it, Adam. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Thielen. Thank you, brother. Uh, joining us now is a host of the Man the Man podcast, a man who played in the NFL uh, for 14 years with Colts, 49ers, Cardinals, and Giants, three-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ out of Howard, ladies and gentlemen, Antoine Bethay. What up, man? What's going on? Hey, thanks for joining us today. You've been doing this podcast world. You enjoying it or what? The Man the Man podcast is good. Nah, first of all, man, appreciate you for having me, but... um. Yeah, man, joining uh, the podcast world, man, it's it's uh, it's fun. It's fun, you know, learning a lot of different things daily with my guy D. Butt, man. But having a good time. Well, I remember. Uh, I don't know if you're in a new house or you moved or something like that. His uh, his internet was being run by somebody on a bicycle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we're happy you got that cleared up. Um, sure. AB, you had a workout a couple weeks ago. What's Are you still in the game? You kind of just figuring out the right situation? What do you have going on, Antoine? 
Yeah, man, I had a workout in Baltimore a couple of weeks ago, man. And, uh, you know, just trying to figure it out, you know, was um, was staying ready just in case, you know, I did get that call. But, um, you know, ways looking now, man, might be, you know, almost to the end. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hey, this happened last week. We talked to LeGarrette Blunt, and I uh, just – just had a common conversation. I was like, so are you done? Or like, what's going on? He was like, I guess I should make an official statement. And then this weekend he put it on Instagram. Yeah. It was like huge or whatever. Antoine, I want to let you know, if you are or do retire in the near future, I'd like to let you know uh, that you were fucking awesome in the NFL. Yeah, I got a no. chance. I, I got a chance to watch you not only play, but operate behind the scenes. You were one of the biggest leaders in the locker room. I assume that continued everywhere else you went. You're an incredibly cool guy. Hell of a career, brother. You deserve everything. Not that I'm forcing you into retirement right now, but if it happens, right, I would like right, to. Right. I'd like to get on top of that. All right. Let's now. Let's right, talk. Yeah. About, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about football now. Uh, we were talking before we went to the break. The Pittsburgh Steelers never run the ball ever. Okay. So then they'll do a play action, but it never seems to work. If you're playing against a team that you know is incredibly pass happy, as a guy that was a safety for a long time, but also a general on the field, what is the mindset going in facing against an offense like that? Oh man, you um, it's, it's much easier. You know, um, as a defense, the worst thing that you can have is a team that's running on you and that's passing the ball efficiently. Um, as a defensive coordinator, it's tough to call the game because you can't stop either one. So if you know going to the game that the team is pass happy, um, you know, you kind of dialing up different coverages where you can kind of take different guys out. So um, if you know that going into the game as a as a as a safety, I'm not biting up on play action. My linebackers aren't biting up on play action, so my linebackers are going to be in those windows and make those uh, throws tougher. So as a secondary, as a second level defender, you you you're you're loving it. Okay, so the Steelers just lost their first game. They were undefeated, and I was a rookie that year. We decided to lose basically in fifteenth uh, game. <laughs> <laughs> okay so so like i was too young to have a decision i've always said this that uh i was too young to even know what the hell was going on i didn't even know how to punt at that point but i do remember the ogs not being happy about us not going for the undefeated season are you you i don't recall if you were a vocal uh part of that conversation or not but that felt like something that was special that could have been on and then from top down it was like not nah, everybody's getting benched we're playing preseason games basically these last two weeks that was a wild decision hindsight that was a wild decision a wild decision. Um, so I was at the point, it was my my fourth year. So I was really at the cusp of, should I be talking or really, should I just be, <laughs> you know, just going along with the flow? So obviously we had Rob Mathis and Reggie Wayne. So those were really the vocal guys at that point in time in the locker room. But as a competitor, just knowing what we knew, we was going to beat the Jets and we were going to beat the Bills if we played like a regular season game. So just going in it with that mindset, I wish, and looking back on it, I wish we would have really um, tried to get those last two games. Now, they're saying, a lot of people are saying, Steelers are saying this, and a lot of media is like, um, you know, to get that first loss, like, out of the way almost, because it was a lot of pressure. It was a lot of pressure, obviously, building. You don't feel that way. I just saw your face kind of say, like, you don't think that's the case. Because huh? each, in my eyes, and I might be wrong here, it felt like each week was its own season anyways. Like, like literally, it felt like each week was its own season. So the fact, whatever you did the week before, didn't really come into play the next week because you could get your ass beat. So do you, are you kind of on the up? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. A.B. handling business. This is, hey, this might be a team calling right now. Oh, yeah. That might have been a team calling. Maybe an announcement just was made. But you, you, don't, you don't buy into the thought that it was good for them to lose because it's like a, a weight off of their shoulders? 
I mean, you you can say that, but you're going in prepared each week to win the game. So you're eleven and zero. Um, so who's to say this loss doesn't trigger more losses coming down Ooh. the stretch? And we all know uh, November, December, that's the most important ball. You want to get into that groove going into the playoffs. So who's to say that this one loss wasn't trigger down to three losses? So in my mind, in my opinion, um, you know, you're preparing every game, every week to win a game. And um, if that happens to be when you're 11-0, 12-0, I'm still – trying to win nobody's going in the game like oh man i wish we i wish we lose so we can get this pressure off our back you 11 and 1 you're gonna have pressure on your back regardless Antoine, as a safety that played in the generation where you guys were allowed to just kill people slaughter people right i mean those were some awesome hits they were highlighted by the way going into commercial break here's a slaughtering coming out of the commercial break if you missed it before the commercial here's a massive hit you got jacked up was like the best segment almost on every all of sports then it turned very quickly i mean it turned very very quickly now with the way the game is do you think like your position safety position and linebackers and all that stuff it is just like a it's very it's much more difficult now so you were in the world you made the transition how much harder was it to play after i uh, played defensive football after all the rules were made after dr will smith's movie <laughs> uh, it was um it was tough man and um watching the game now was tough because as we all know the game is played at a um a high level and and the speed of the game is is unmatched and um and even just the guys coming into the game now you're looking at dk you're looking at chase claypool with these type of receivers man like as a db i was 5'11 200 pounds so you can just mm-hmm. imagine like 80 percent of the guys i'm going up against are bigger than me so for me it's like you know i can't always calculate how i'm going to hit this person it's like you know I got a beat on them. I'm going to do what I need to do. And um, now you can kind of see where guys are like second guessing themselves. And you never want to second guess yourself on a football field. That's where injuries occur. And then at the end of the day, that's just when, you know, bad ball is displayed and um, you are what you are on film. So regardless of you saying like, well, I thought I was going to get flagged. I thought I was going, it was going to be a helmet to helmet. You never want to play the game that way. So it, it definitely taking some, some, highlights of the, of the game out of the game just with how they're calling it and obviously it's supposed to be for good reason safety or whatever the case may be but playing that safety position and linebacker uh, position right now in the league I can only imagine that it's tough uh, so for those that are just listening he put air quotations around safety of the league. <laughs> because it's real because whenever you start hitting people in the knees now like is that uh, is that exactly like you know because I, I ask receivers that all the time like would you rather me hit you in your knees or up top and 100% hit me up top because, you know, with your knees, like you, your knees are gone, your, anything with your lower extremities, man, as a, as a player, you, you know, you were dealing with knee, knee issues. Like once your legs go, you go. Um, and obviously, you know, with concussions, that's, that's, that's long-term as well, but it's a, it's a violent game. It's a violent game. You can do as much as you want, but it's, it's a violent game. Yeah. I thought that too. Like, um, I said that yesterday to J.K. Scott because, like, for the second time in three weeks, the punter for the Packers, 
he's just like at some point you got to take your shot. Like hey, you're on a football field, all right. So exactly. there's a chance that there's going to be a football play that's going to have to be made. At some point you got to throw. Okay, like this is just football, by the way. This is it, it, we kick the ball, we stay out of it. Okay, that's awesome, that's awesome. But if you're on a football field, there's a chance a football action might happen. And instead of just getting shook for the entire time, you might as well take your shot. And if you get killed, by the way, everybody be like. Okay. Yeah, at least you took your shot. You know, Connor, what do you got? Uh, Antoine, the Jets lost on, uh, you know, the last play of the game against the Raiders the other day. And as someone in the secondary, if you were to get a cover zero call, would you smack your D coordinator in the mouth, uh, a la Greg Williams, or do you just kind of ride with it and just let the cards be as no, they at that point in time, six years in, seven years in, I'm calling that. I'm calling. I'm, I'm switching the call. I'm switching the call in the huddle. We're not playing a couple zero with five seconds left on the clock. <laughs> We're not going to do that. And it's something that, you know, as a veteran, it's like you're a coach on the field. That's what they always say. Like, you're the coach on the field. So if um, if that was called five seconds left, I'm definitely switching that play. Because we we work on that play. You work on those situations sun, Saturday, the day, before, um, the day before the game. Last play of the game you get back and never in my 14 years on a Saturday that I've ever lined up to play cover zero with the ball on the 44 yard line. 46. Now, now if the ball was on the five yard line or whatever the case may be, and they're going in to win, then, you know, by all means call that cover zero, but you have to, you got to pass the ball almost 40, 50, 50 yards down the field. But I think Greg Williams was trying to get out of there anyway. That's why he made that call. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're going to get a win. Not so fucking fast. Let me go ahead and... Right, right. Hey, what, what is the right... What, what, what are you calling in this situation here? It's on the 46 or 44 close. Third and 10. 13 seconds left. You're up four. What are you calling in this situation? Um. So we have a... Uh, you, 13 seconds left. You have a sideline play. No timeouts left. They have, they have to throw the ball. Um in bounds right so typically as we um as you sit in the meetings um 12 seconds from the from the uh the hike of the ball to really get up there and kind of you know hike the ball dead to get another play so 12 to 13 seconds so right now we call it on the sideline play where you have three people on each um sideline on each respective sidelines as far as defensive players and then from there, you have your tiers where, you know, you probably space out five to 10 yards each down the field. And as the receivers go down the field, the defenders go down the field. But nine times out of 10, this would be a Hail Mary play. And, um, you know, you go up there, try to bat it down. So that's like, a, there's actually a call, like there's an actual specific play that is set up for that exact situation that's in almost every single playbook. Every single playbook, every Saturday um, and every every team that I've been on, you have some type of variation of that play. Um, and, and that's the crazy thing about it. So when you see um, when you see a, a defensive coordinator call us cover zero, man, with with that with that much time left, it was it was baffling. Rex Ryan called it the stupidest play call he's ever seen in like his 50 years of football or whatever. I mean, yeah. it is. That's awesome. I, I promise you, man, he was probably get, trying to get out of town. I promise you that. Not a bad play, by the way. No, I don't know. Everybody, everybody there is getting fired. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of Dodge. What are you up to other than the podcast? You working out still, you said? Um, I'm working out. 
working out, man. No, I'm got the podcast, man. Yeah, I got some things off the field that I'm working on. But really, man, just enjoying the family. Just enjoying the family. It's been the first time in a long time where I've just been able to just um wake up when I when I want, man, and just just enjoy the family, enjoy the wife. So I'm I'm enjoying this time. You uh weren't you you were always in the fashion, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that 3D shirt is that blowing my mind. Yeah, the 3D shirt that he's currently wearing is insane, but also... So uh, actually my nephew's line. Ooh, show it off. Yeah, this is my nephew. My nephew created a line, man, and, um, you know, I'm supporting. So, um, nephew, it kind of rubbed off on nephew a little bit. You had uh, one of the dopest cars I've ever seen, too, that Audi was... Uh, you had the Audi, right, did you? The R8, yeah. When that Jeez. thing showed up, I remember, like, oh, there's a fucking... A. Hey, there's a race car out. <laughs> there's, a, there's a spaceship race car out in the parking lot right now. It's like, oh, that's a favorite ride by far. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you joining us, man. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, if I had to go right now, man, I'm going um, to put my money on uh, Kansas City. Is it because they have so many weapons? I, I just, it makes no sense because you show the stats of like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and and Josh Allen, and the stats are near. But he, no offense, Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable, and you have to be a great quarterback for that offense to go. Okay, if they don't have a great quarterback, an incredible quarterback, a next level quarterback, that offense is not going to go. But the amount of weapons they have, I mean, people are just like, all right, who are we going to eliminate? It's like, well, hopefully one person, but if not, they have five other people behind it. I don't know how you play against that team. It's tough, and, and, and the reason why I say it because, say, the defense is having a bad day and the, the opposing offense is scoring points, you have an offense that will be able to put – be able to match them. You can see last year in the playoffs where Houston came out and was killing them, it was two playoffs games last year, and the offense was able to just score points. So when you have um, an offense like that, man, you're always, you're always in, the, in the game. So I'll take um, – if I'm a Batman, I know there's a couple guys over there that's some Batman. You know, I'll go with uh, with KC. I think those odds. I don't know if those, <laughs> uh, the odds. I, they the field is getting. It's Kansas City's favored by a lot, and then the field at some point has a pretty good bet. It's 31 other teams, which really not 31 at this point. It's only like eight other teams mm-hmm. at this point. They right. can really get in there. Yeah, the uh, the Chiefs are the favorites at plus 220, and then the Saints are next at plus 550, and then. Hey, he's still making good money there, plus two twenty though. You can you can get some good money on that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll go with the Chiefs. Hell yeah, smart. That's a good pick, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> host of the Man to Man podcast, Antoine Bethay. Yeah! Hey, he used to uh, kill people. Oh, very good. Yeah, he was awesome for a long time. Locker room hilarious too, like. Hilarious human in the locker room. <laughs> Just leader. Whenever he talked, everybody listened. That's why whenever we got rid of him, everybody was like. This is like one of our guys here. Like, this is our guy. I think he was six-round pick. An hour, I think. Ah, he was dominant. Is he part of the mural that got painted over? I assume, yeah, because he's part of that Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah I just figured. Paint his ass, yeah. <laughs> cut him, and paint over his ass. That was a wild time to be alive right there. Six-round pick? Yep. Yeah, he was awesome. Oh, he was yeah. absolutely awesome. He was one of those guys that, like, so good at football but so cool. That whole locker room was filled. Freeney was one of the like, Wasn't him and Bob Sanders back here? Uh, I only oh, got to see God. it once. So I only got to see it one time. Iowa legend, obviously, <laughs> from Erie, Pennsylvania, Bob Sanders. We got to see him last year because yeah. he was at Dwight Freeney's. Uh, He's still massive. Massive. <laughs> Dude. Massive. He can play a game right now if you had to. He was sitting down at like a, we had a suite up there and um, there was like a bar, you know, like a standing bar yeah. that, behind the suites that you sit down at. And he was sitting at the end of one. He had yeah. his arms like in front of him like this. Still. 
Big yeah. Papa Punk, man. Yeah. I mean, he was massive. He played. I only got to see him football play football live when I was on the team with him there. I think one time, and he had a pick, a fumble recovery, maybe like four tackles for loss, and then he was just gone or he whatever. Just played like a missile and ended up being kind of to his detriment. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I think everybody knew that too. Like everybody was like, "Well, he's good. if he keeps playing like that, he's not going to play long." And everybody was like, "Yeah, but there's nobody that plays like that." No. So defensive player of the year. Yeah, I mean, when they won a Super Bowl, right. defensive player of the year. Like, hell of a teammate too. Everybody loved him. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, I think he knew too. Like. Yeah, this isn't. Hey, I'm not here for a long time, right? I'm here for, I'm here for a good time. Mm-hmm. Right? This is how this is going to go. He was the one game I look at it, my rookie year, so it would have been the 09 season against the Rams, I think. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. It was the first game he was back. It might have been like week four, week five. I don't know. But it was awesome to watch. And everybody was like, that's that dude right there, by the way. Because mm-hmm. everybody talked about him like, wait till we get Bob back. Wait till we get Bob back. I'm like, I, we're undefeated. I mean, nobody's fucking stopping us. Like, <laughs> I can't wait till we get Bob back. And then we did get Bob back. And they were like, that's that guy right there. And I was like, damn. Unbelievable stuff. Antoine was the guy. Very cool. We had a lot of those late round draft picks that dominated. Robert Mathis, Gary Brackett, Antoine Bethay, Bill Polian really. You? Me, 222. No, I sucked that year. I didn't even know what the, how to punt a football. There was no reason I should have been on that uh, team. I, I was, believe AB just got inducted into the HBCU Hall of Fame as well. I know oh, I saw my that. God. I should have gave him mm-hmm. love for that. Robert Mathis did last year, I mm-hmm. think. So... Congrats to both of them. Good dudes, by the way. Mm-hmm. Good, good dudes. They were nice to me, man. Damn good at football, too. Very good at the football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he showed up with that Audi R8, though. And I remember everybody yeah, just cars. being like, that's out of a movie. <laughs> In Indiana, you can't really drive that on most roads out here because potholes. And the weather's going to be terrible. Oh, yeah. But I love what you just did. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to have to ship it out of town, man. <laughs> can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. You might have been forced to by a friend, uh, and if you enjoyed this show, we'd love to keep you around. Come on back. Uh, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. Please. <laughs> oh, man. You're supposed to say that, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, classic, classic podcasting. Yep. Like, here's some things you have to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Go ahead and do that. We'd appreciate yep. you so much. Five uh, stars. Uh, yeah, five stars. If you're going to give us less stars, just uh, just please don't. You yeah, know what don't I mean? do it. Please don't. <laughs> I understand, man. But we do appreciate you, uh, and thank you for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes on this glorious Tuesday. Uh, Big game tonight. We gave out our picks. We can't wait to talk about that manana. Also, big guests tomorrow. Oh, huge. Big guests. Huge. People aren't ready for them. People are not ready for them. Um, You're the best. Be a friend. Tell a friend if you enjoyed the show, and if you didn't, just act like it never fucking happened. Ty, please play some independent music. And uh, propel these people into a gorgeous Tuesday.